0: Welcome to Vizeland. I am Jason Weisenberg. And I'm Michael Weisenberg. Thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Perfect. We got a great week. There's a, well, a decent amount of basketball, I'll say. Not a, not a... Yeah. <laughs> we're, kind of, we're kind of running into that point where it's like, oh, this is not in the bubble anymore. So... Uh, yeah,
1: there's not as much as there maybe was supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we've had, you know, a couple, couple games that have been like a Philadelphia the other day. This had basically eight men available. They played seven out of the eight. So it's kind of, you know, you're seeing some shorthanded teams and obviously you're seeing teams that now can't get on the court because they can't find eight players.
1: A lot of game postponements. A lot of people have been struck with COVID. Apparently some people have been struck with it again, which is really bad. Alarming. Yeah. Super, super alarming. Yeah. So I, I know that Oregon basketball is postponed for who knows when until and then you you don't know when they're going to replace these games or you know do anything about that um, especially in terms of the NBA in college they just pretty much have been moving forward as we saw like USC played UC Riverside tonight like is there any reason that they would be playing UC Riverside during conference play and uh, usually not and, yeah extenuating circumstances. It was a close game. They well, almost I think lost. They look
0: like Cal Baptist too. So don't don't underestimate USC to play play down to competition.
1: I mean, they're, oh, absolutely. They're even. Yeah. Seeing... Evan Mobley was fantastic. I I got to watch a little of um Evan Mobley and Kid Cunningham tonight. Kate Cunningham playing against Kansas. Uh, he plays for Oklahoma State. If you don't know, he Kate Cunningham and Evan Mobley seem like they are. The favorite to me to be the top two picks in the NBA draft. I know how well Jalen Suggs has been playing, and usually the the next couple guys are the two G League night guys and Jonathan Kaminga and Jalen Green. But yeah, I, I think Kate Cunningham and Evan Mobley are pretty special prospects, and they were in very close games against teams of very different competition level. Evan Mobley, I thought, played fantastic. His team seems to have a lot of flaws. Surrounding him and Kay Cunningham, much of the same. Though they did, um, they had a very cool play at the end that was uh, Oklahoma State stole the ball and he bounced it off the floor into a, a reverse, like 180 dunk. Not Kate Cunningham. Kay Cunningham, to pretty much seal the game, had a beautiful block and then saved it out of bounds to like go ahead transition pass. Um, and then his teammate threw it ahead and uh, they got an n one from that. So very nice. But yeah, it's um, the NBA draft is, is certainly shaping up regardless of whether we wish we would see these guys more. We're getting kind of a, a good idea, at least of players at the top of the NBA draft. And then we're getting a, a pretty good idea of um, the players who are new to the NBA this year.
0: Yeah, totally. And then definitely, like, as we get closer to the draft, we'll obviously hear a lot more names. We'll be talking about a lot more names at that time of guys that are kind of moving around the boards. But um, also today was also the G League draft. So hopefully those Ignite guys have some. Oh, yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday?
1: Yes. Oh. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> I, I think they're playing in a bubble. <laughs> that's, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, I, I thought they were playing in the, the Disney bubble. I don't know. I don't know if they, yeah. I mean, that
0: was a lot of money. And I think Disney is trying to open in Florida because Florida's Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm not sure if that was the case, but
0: yeah. But what we wanted to talk about today is, you know, definitely we are, we are a little bit into the 2020, 2021 season. So now at this point, you know, we've gotten a little bit of a flavor, you know, teams have played between 10, 12 games depending, but, you know, we just wanted to really do a, kind of just a pulse check, check in on how some of the rookies are performing, what they're, what they're doing from the, from the 2020 draft. So let's kick it off. Who's the first player we want to
1: we wanna go talk about? I'm just going to uh, get to the, the whole G League conundrum. It is supposed to be in the Disney bubble and it's supposed to be in February. But the first player that we're going to talk about in terms of the rookie rankings, we're just giving a, a kind of – these aren't really rankings that you, you set your – uh, clock by at this point, but we're we're talking about ten players that we've found pretty fascinating as rookies so far, and uh, who've made a nice con- contribution to their team. Have certainly have a chance to be a rookie. We've unfortunately had a few injuries so far, like Obi Toppin, uh, Onyeko Kongwu, guys who certainly haven't played the number of games that we had hoped. And then on the Huge, unfortunate thing of uh, Killian Hayes having the season Uh, I believe it's a hip pointer, and that sounds absolutely horrendous. So we certainly hope that he recovers from that. Uh, I know that it's a, a tough road ahead there. But the first player that we are going to talk about is Lamella Ball. And he was considered, I, I think, the consensus number one player amongst draft Twitter, certainly considered a possibility for number one, even a possibility for number two to the Warriors. The top three looked like it was going to be either one of Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, or LaMelo Ball. They ended up being the top three picks. And so far LaMelo has, uh, I would say, lived up to expectations and is a very exciting player. And he is averaging 12.4 points per game, seven rebounds per game, which for a guard is absolutely insane. Um, Granted, he's six foot seven, but he still weighs like, I think they list him at 181 pounds and uh, six assists per game, which, you know, that was what he was very well known for his passing. But he was just always known as a, a guy who just had tremendous basketball instincts. And I think we saw that very early on in Australia. We saw that throughout his career as a prospect. And he has just been a really exciting piece for a team that already has a couple starting guards. Not to mention he's doing this in only 25.3 minutes. Yeah, he hasn't started a game yet.
0: either.
1: Yeah. So, so he, he backs up Terry Rozier and, and Devonte Graham. But the fact is that he has a size to play with either one of them. And um, at least is showing like some decent sides of being able to do a, a little off ball as well. Like obviously Lamella was always a player where you wanted the ball in his hands because he is a wizard as a passer. Um, right now, he's also averaging 1.6 steals per game, but yeah, he has a three to one assist to turnover ratio um, the defense is still a, a pretty mixed bag, but it's good to see him at least creating events. And it doesn't seem like he's a complete flop out there uh, defensively. It just seems like he's he's kind of living up to, to his billing as being this really exciting piece for a Charlotte team that added Gordon Hayward, who has looked like an absolute all-star like uh, over the past few games and um, looks like he may be back to his old all-star self. Um, if Charlotte keeps it up, but yeah, they're, they've been a team so far. Like they, you know, they, they're, I, I think they have a, a winning record at this point. Yeah. They're six and five. And um, yeah, Gordon Hayward's looked really good. Uh, Devonte Graham's had a pretty up and down year. Terry Rozier's look good, but Lamelo has been a really valuable piece for them and looks like one of the favorites to be rookie of the year. Leading rookies in assists, one of the leading rookie rebounders, and he had a, a triple double the other the other day. So he indeed, yeah, so youngest he's, player he's, ever to um he the oh, yeah, youngest, youngest player ever to have a triple double, and who was the youngest player before Lamelo to have a triple double, Jason? I'm going go with Magic. You are incorrect, sir. It was Lonzo Ball. Lonzo, oh, <laughs> he broke his brother's record.
0: Yeah, you know, i was like shocked that like it wasn't like Magic or like LeBron. I,
1: yeah, Magic. yeah, yeah, a little well, I, well, Magic was a little bit older than Lonzo when he came <laughs> into the league. And I guess LeBron, it took him a while. LeBron was always the guy who would have like 25, like eight and eight. Like, you know, yeah. Well, <laughs> LeBron did, didn't necessarily always like stack up like the exact amounts needed for triple doubles. Whereas, you know, Lonzo, I guess, must've gotten one pretty early and got um, yeah, very young, obviously, entering the league. Uh so yeah, it was pretty cool that he broke his brother's record. He almost got a triple-double when they played the Pelicans the night before with uh Lonzo Ball, and LaMelo outplayed Lonzo. He looks like um, yeah, he, he's I, I think what people knew about LaMelo in, in the advantage that he had over like a Alonzo is um a much better ball handler. So he he has that ability to control the ball and like, you know, to, I guess, uh, create that I think you you would take over Lonzo. Lonzo was also a tremendous passer and like particularly in transition and he's kind of become a linking guy as opposed to a star, but LaMelo, I think with his handle and and that ability um, certainly has a a much higher ceiling and that was kind of the um, description of him coming into the league. And so far, he has lived up to that. Still not necessarily shooting as well as you would hope, but better than I think what might have been expected. Obviously, very early in the year too, two. Um, he has not been great around the basket and kind of uh, just. He, he's not like the most kind of bursty athlete or anything like that. Like he's a good athlete, but yeah, he's, he, he's not necessarily like killing you with his uh, vertical explosion or anything along those lines. So he's actually kind of struggled when trying to create like his own offense in transition. And, you know, still like there are some shot selection issues at times, but the fact that he is shooting... from three and 72% from one. Like those are both numbers that I think you're very happy with considering the, the early going, obviously a lot more season left and things can happen, but um, yeah, it it just seems like when people looked at his Australian efficiency, he didn't have a ton of games there, not like a huge sample size. And obviously was doing well in terms of like raw numbers, but you, you just, We're hoping that um, he he would shoot a little bit better than he had in the past, like over a huge sample size of like, you know, the Junior Baller Association and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, he's he's been good. And I I think he is certainly one of the favorites for rookie of the year and is like that that player that Charlotte, I think, is very happy to have is like a building piece for their team. Oh totally, because you look at you look at Golden State and you're like, this would have played well this year to have yeah, someone else
0: kind of kind of co, co you know running a little point and then also running a little off ball like with Steph. Yeah, yeah it's you know, hey, say what you will about Lavar, but two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, getting getting them to the league, but yeah, like right right now, it does look like you know there might be a little bit more. Obviously, he has more potential than than Lonzo because Lonzo's already kind of shown who he. He plays us, but yeah, I think like shooting and, and kind of that ability to really take it in. I mean, those are probably things that, you know he didn't deal with before coming to the NBA. Cause he's kind of played at a lot of varying levels of competition from high school to Lithuania back to kind of high school to Australia. I think this is like, you know just definitely a different game as far as, as that is concerned. But I think he's definitely gonna move a lot of jerseys as well in Charlotte super, super popular player. But yeah, I think the triple double thing is kind of, you know, something to keep an eye on. Like if this can become kind of a, you know, a consistent thing
1: that he's contributing to your team. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, he, he's um, I, I think always was somebody that we expected to stuff the stat sheet at the very least. And, you know, you he's a, a player that you could have a reason to leave on the court even if he is having a cold shooting night just because he can grab rebounds and he's a tremendous passer and just so damn creative too and like some of that transition passing has been a lot of fun to see but yeah he's um, been just a I I think he's been as advertised you you have to be really happy with uh, how he's played so far in the early going for Charlotte. No, most, most, most definitely. So moving on, we got somebody that has
0: come in and really gotten a lot of, a lot of buzz also kind of competing in that, you know, people talk rookie of the year. We're talking Tyrese Halliburton, Sacramento. Yeah. He's really been Someone who's been pretty strong in that backcourt. I know De'Aaron Fox missed a couple games that let him kind of slip in, and get, you know, more just straight point guard time. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you feeling on, you know, as he kind of met that expectation, obviously I think, you know, kind of, Exceeding it,
1: really. Yeah, oh, for sure. He's, yeah, he's exceeded it. And I know that obviously when he went 12th, it was a surprise. Like, he, I guess, whereas draft Twitter was very, very high on Lamella Ball, they weren't as high on Halliburton. He was pretty polarizing. Like, there were a lot of different takes on it. But I think people were really concerned about his. I, it was kind of silly that people were concerned about his like shooting. I know the they sh- were thought, more concerned about his pull up shooting. shooting. Yeah, Yeah, the shooting motion got a people alarmed, but that
0: turned out to be a non issue because that was just kind of overblown. W- what was overblown? When they when they said he did he had the workouts where his like his shot was a little bit different, and there's a lot. No, of-
1: that was um, that was Devin Vassell, oh, but okay. um, yeah, I, I don't think that was as much Halliburton, but. Um, Yeah, he, I think people were just kind of always worried because he doesn't have a ton of bursts. He's like, he's a good athlete, but he like rarely ever got to the basket. And he just, um, yeah, he he was always a good kind of catch and shoot player, but didn't necessarily like do a ton in creating his own offense or um, from the pull-up, like his pull-up game didn't look, Uh, aesthetically pleasing, I guess, to the eye. And he does have kind of like a lower release and uh, all of that, but he um, has shot really well. Yeah, he's shot well. He's just been like that really efficient offensive player. He went a lot lower than, I I think he was predicted in most mock drafts. And um, I know that like in the mainstream, they kind of had him at that top half of the lottery and um, yeah, like it was surprising to see him go 12. I think people made a little too much about him being like a point guard and like you know oh he's going to a team whose best player is a point guard and just signed like a huge extension. He was always this like really good linking player and yeah, had a little bit five, of. Six five with long arms. I mean, yeah, like you could you could well, carry back over you know Jaren Fox. Yeah, he he's actually not like crazy long, but still like long enough. Yeah. And um, sir so I think certainly has like the good shooting guard size. The strength I think was always something that people worried about as well. And that was, you know, with him getting to the paint and um, doing that, but so far so good. Um, still hasn't gotten to the line a ton. He's played nine games and gotten to the line 11 times. So it <laughs> doesn't happen very often, but he's shooting really, really well. And he's just really confident in his decision-making also. And like, never making any turnovers and like he has a 5.3 to one. assist. Yeah, to yeah that's. It's crazy. For, for, for a rookie, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It will, yeah, in, in college, like he had that like absurd, like Monte Morris, like assist to turnover ratio also, where he just rarely ever made mistakes and made great passes. So he was always seen as like this really good linking guy, but yeah, just doesn't do like a ton off the bounce and isn't necessarily going to be like a big creator, but in his role right now with Sacramento, he's just incredibly efficient. And he doesn't have like the kind of like mind boggling, like um LaMelo all around numbers at this point, but just passing really well, never making mistakes, shooting absurdly well. And like, you know, the fact that he's shooting 50% from three right now, he's making, three point, or uh, no, sorry, that's per 36 minutes, 2.4. Sorry, <laughs> it wasn't that much of a difference because he's playing 28.6 minutes per game. But yeah, he's averaging 12.1 points per game, 1.3 steals, 5.3 assists, 2.7 rebounds. And yeah, the, the fact that he's shooting 50% from three is unsustainable and probably not something that's going to, to keep up. But he shot really well in college. Like his two years at Iowa State, he was at 42.6% from three. And it just, it may not be like the most beautiful looking shot, but he was always very effective and it seemed to be very comfortable shooting. And um, I just wondered like, what is his usage right now? Yeah, still like not very high usage. That, That I think was always the other concern is like, if he's going to be your kind of like main option or anything like that but at the very least he's been like an excellent linking player and contributor as a guard for sacramento so far and yeah he's like has to be one of the favorites for rookie of the year um just because he's playing his role absurdly well he's actually helping sacramento win games and for a while was like scoring like a staggering amount of points in like the fourth quarter also. Like, yeah, he, he's kind of like they're, they're closer at this point, which is pretty cool. So
0: this uh, is kind of better than, than expected. I mean, they're sitting at five and six right now, but it's like, yeah. you know, the, the expectations usually aren't very high.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and they've been like just outside of the playoffs the last couple of years too. But yeah, he um he has them, I think, looking like it, it's a very positive direction. Uh, considering the fact that like you know like Marvin Bagley's been hurt the last little while and they're still looking for kind of pieces to build around and he he looks like a good one like considering he was a 12th pick in the draft he has been like this is just fantastic if you're if you're getting this value like 3 or 4 years into the league at the 12th pick like this is amazing oh no no yeah, that's that, that's big like yeah like Steelish status of just yeah
0: I think wasn't there that period where it was like the number ten? What was it like? Uh, Karam Butler and Paul Pierce were both like nine or ten, and that was like that we're was like, ten, yeah. Yeah, and that was like the pick that's like you get pick ten. It's like yeah. <laughs> God is gonna blow. So hey, maybe maybe he starts up for 12th pick and yeah, it's Like maybe Sacramento does make that make that playoff bleep this year.
1: Well, I wouldn't go yeah. that far, but because
0: yeah. I, know, I know, like Den- I know Denver's like obviously totally not meeting expectation right now. you know, especially based on, on how they, they ended last year, but yeah, no, I definitely think it's a, it's been a pleasant surprise and, you know, just hopefully bringing some potential to that, to that franchise there. Yes, absolutely. Moving on. on, We got our number one pick in the draft, you know, obviously a lot of debate, you know, as again, like Anthony Edwards, Mello Wiseman could have gone, you know, either way for the three of them. We ran a poll, everyone, you know, I think we had Lamella was number one, Anthony Edwards. It was like pretty close. And then uh, James Wiseman got like zero votes. Like not even his, his family was voting for him in that one. <sighs> but we're, talk- we're talking we're to Anthony Edwards. You know, he's he's definitely someone who likes to compete. I don't know if you ever saw that interview where he basically tells the person from the Timberwolves, like, I will play any sport and beat you at it. Yeah. Like, like he play hockey and he's like, I will figure it out.
1: I think he likes to joke around. Yeah. Uh, that, that is the other thing. Like he's just... An incredibly fun interview (laughs) like yeah he has like kind of like that that uh deadpan sense of humor and yeah so that's been really cool i want to read something because this went around um right before the draft and p3 which is into sports science like athleticism um they're a training um market that like yeah they train these high level athletes. So they have a ton of data. And what they had for Anthony Edwards is he was in acceleration force, he was 99th percentile. In deceleration force, he was 98th percentile. In lateral acceleration, he was 98th percentile. He creates more raw acceleration force than anyone we've assessed at his position. And he is the biggest athlete in our hyper-athletic guard cluster. So there is it's certainly, I, I feel like quite a bit of upside. Now, when it comes to actually playing basketball, like that that's that's the big thing. You mean, yeah, being in good shape is, is great. It's not even just being in good shape. It's being like an amazing athlete. Well, he's, a, he's a tank. I mean, when you see him. Well, but also like just like that that's quickness that's not even being a tank that's just being like quick and like just having that ridiculous ability um so yeah and like being strong is even beyond like all those figures that I just quoted um but yeah so he's leading rookies in scoring right now but he's not doing so very efficiently and he still has a lot of the same issues I think you saw when he was at Georgia with the shot selection and just kind of like wondering what the hell he's doing at times. Um, he, on both ends of the floor. Yeah. He, he still is very much figuring it out. And obviously Minnesota hasn't been like, you know, the best setting thus far and um, he's playing off the bench as well. Um, but yeah, he uh, still, you're still kind of trying to get him to figure out the, the, basketball aspects and like just how good he's going to be as a defender how good he's going to be as a decision maker uh whether the three-point shot is actually dropping and you can see that like there are times he gets hot and there are times he looks really good and then there are also times where he forces long twos and yeah he's just he's not shooting a good true shooting percentage right now he um yeah hasn't hasn't been a very efficient player to this point. And he's not, afraid to, no take, he's to not afraid
0: to take him either. He's taken him. Like, Definitely just, not. Just, but yeah, it's like I think obviously building that out consistently is so so key. You know, if you can't like to me, like the way the NBA is right now, is like if you're not shooting the three very well, you better be doing something else, like the best in the league. Like you better be the best, like shot blocker, the best, you know, something else. Because Especially for a, a two guard, I kind of want to want to see a little bit better shooting. I mean, turnovers, assisted turnover is basically even right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are like, that's definitely, a, you know, an area for concern. But obviously, you know, rookie year, Minnesota's kind of probably going to be back to that, you know, portion of the, the lottery. If they still have their, do they still have their pick this year?
1: They, unfortunately, Jason, yeah. they traded their pick to Golden State, it is top three protected for okay. 2021. So if they get a top, if they get, you know, obviously I, I think they'd love to have Jalen Suggs, the hometown guy, Caden Cunningham to me would be the best possible option for them. And then Evan Mopley certainly wouldn't hurt and would be, I think very fun next to Carl Anthony Towns. But um, yeah, I think they would love to have that like primary initiator, which Aunt clearly wasn't that guy. And uh, I, I don't think that was going to be the expectation with him. He hasn't gotten very many isolation opportunities yet, but has done well in those situations on a very small sample size at this point. But he's a guy that can create his own shop. That That's always been something that, you know, he's been well known to do. Um, I think the big thing with him and where he could really Excel is in off-ball situations. So like as a cutter, as you know, you're know, you hoping um, like a catch and shoot kind of player as well. So yeah, th- those are just a, a couple situations where I, I think you're, you're hoping that uh, he gets put in the, the right place, but so far his jumpers off of the dribble, he has been pretty disastrous. Um, he's been a much better catch and shoot player thus far, but yeah, he's taking a lot of tough pull up, jump shots and it's not working so far. It hasn't been the best uh, option for him at this point. So yeah, he still kind of needs to figure out what his best role is. And then I I just, I, I think we knew there were going to be like possible logistical issues with this team and, you know, having so many kind of shoot first guys. Um, so yeah, he, he's uh, he like he's he struggled, like- but there have been flashes. And the the big thing with Anthony Edwards is he has all of this athletic potential and all of this athletic ability, and he's still extraordinarily young. But you just wish there was this, I guess, better basketball acumen that another player who's extraordinarily young, Lamella Ball, has been showing so far. That um, Anthony Edwards uh, seems to kind of uh, still be um,
0: reaching. Yeah, because I think a lot of the things we <laughs> mentioned were, were very awareness based. Or I, like, I think of Lamelo yeah. as as that person. But I think you know a lot of Anthony Edwards' positioning was kind of based on you know raw athletic ability. Hopefully, you know some of those things can get figured out on the the, the awareness end. Whereas I think I That's think LaMelo- I think, no, which is a tough, which is a tough risk to take. I think, yeah, well, like Labello you you hopefully knew what you were kind of getting in the, you know, the, the, the bar was set super high because he does, you know, as much as he didn't play in the NBA before, he does know what it's like to play in a professional, professional setting as far as awareness and, you know, him probably not, you know, getting the ball all the time, you know, definitely as a young kid playing professionally but I think yeah it'll be interesting for for Edwards just again to see if he's just another one of those first picks that just kind of gets to a certain okay level but never gets to that that next tier up and I think I mean we kind of expected that with this 2020 draft because it wasn't super super strong
1: yeah
0: but you know you just want to want to see you know like you want to, you want to see something all star, and I think
1: Lamelo is probably the only yeah, one. Lamelo's looking like they, yeah, that looks, that looks like Lamelo early on, and yeah. that, that's what a lot of people were kind of uh, leaning towards. And I, I Minnesota had no perfect choice, and I, I think Lamelo would certainly um, could have struggled in a similar situation with Minnesota as well. The, yeah, well, you have Lamelo completely D'Angelo, sure so. there, yeah. but yeah, he um, he looks at least like. He is one of the, like, where we said earlier, where if he's missing shots, you can still have him on the floor. Anthony Edwards, it's, if he's missing shots, it's really tough to have him on the floor. Like, that, that, I think that that's the, the big difference between the two at this point. Well, especially at the end of the game where you need, you know, like, you need that, those
0: shots, you need those moments, you need those guys, and it's like, yeah, that consistency's not yet there. But someone who, you know, you know, LaMelo and... Anthony Edwards, I haven't haven't started games yet, which again, like not not the end of the world, make or break. But we're talking, next part we're talking about is James Wiseman, who's been the starting center on the former world champion Golden State Warriors, but obviously very different Golden State Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, he gets, he gets to run, he gets around run with, with Steph. Does indeed. Out there. How are you feeling about how, as far as like, he's fit into that, that
1: obviously like different look Golden State team of basically Steph and a bunch of other people. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been an adjustment. And he's another guy who is has these flashes, but still isn't doing it at the efficiency level you would want from your center. Um, yeah, Like, even from his first game, when the Warriors were getting killed, he had these, like, tremendous flashes of the shooting that you saw, like, he started off shooting really, really well, I think it He doesn't have a a huge sample size there and obviously like a dip, but he's still at 40% from three um, going into this episode. Um, Only shooting 60% from the line though. And then I I think his hands have been a concern. Like, you know, he doesn't always get clean catches. He fumbles rebounds at times. He fumbles passes. Those are things that I, I think usually they're hard to improve like they're they're not necessarily like hand-eye coordination those things are, are difficult to to get better at but he's at least shown some ability to, to step out and shoot to an extent um the the passing was always or was never one of his bigger strengths
0: well that's a that's a decision making again like with turnovers like right now he's at 0.3 assists 1.5 turnovers like
1: it's not the, the direction you want to lead you you knew he was—he wasn't going to be a tremendous passer, even having like, he needs to figure out where guys are on the floor, and I, I think like that processing was never a big strength for him. But um, then, in terms of, uh, he still takes those ridiculous like twenty-foot jump shots, and uh, he does that far too often for your liking. He'll make a couple occasionally but you would rather him not take them. And yeah, like that that seems to be um, kind of counterintuitive for a player with his absurd physical gifts. Um, and he, like, I, I don't think he's developed a consistent way to score yet, which is something that you're, that you're hoping from him. He's been like, okay in post-ups, but that, that's not gonna be like what you get the ball to James Wiseman for. And um, yeah, so you, you'd like to see him be more of that rim running threat and uh, more of that lob threat. And, you know, that was always something that was a little difficult for him too, with his, um, I guess, struggles catching the basketball. Um, but, you know, still he's putting up rebounds. He's a pretty good ball handler. Like that's the other thing. Like he, he has some coordination and some ability to put the ball on the floor and make these really nice moves. Um, so yeah, like he, he does a few things where you're like, okay, there's like, I get it with him, but, um, yeah, in terms of defense also, like he's really slow to react and doesn't have like quick hips has never been seen as like this switchable guy, uh, especially like in, in terms of the pick and roll. So yeah, he's a guy who I think Draymond Green put it best in that he like still has no, fucking idea what he's doing but he um like for the fact that like with that being a fact the Warriors are still being competitive and he hasn't been like terrible and you still see some really positive flashes with him um so yeah like obviously there have been a few players taken behind him who like you know like you were saying earlier with LaMelo Ball um I all like I thought LaMelo to Golden State would have been a Fascinating. From like an
0: NBA 2K perspective, that sounds like awesome. Yeah, like it sounds awesome. But, but yeah. obviously, you know, they saw something in Wiseman. wouldn't like, have
1: been perfect, but it, it sounded like a, a, a kind of interesting fit. And um yeah, but it, James Wiseman, he gave them a different look. And he, um he, I, I don't think you can be like completely disappointed in James Wiseman as a prospect. Um, you can be disappointed maybe that you didn't take like a, a different prospect, but I, I think he, he still like there's still some upside there, where, um, like, you can't be too down on having James Wiseman on your team, I feel like I, I, I feel like there, there still is a lot of good there and like the athleticism and the insane size, and like those little flashes of like rim protection and rebounding it, it, it works at times. Like there, there are a few plays where you're like, what is he doing? And then he'll like, kind of show some kind of processing there and, and kind of making up for it in, in certain areas also. So yeah, you, I think you, you're, you're seeing some progress and um, like for this being James Wiseman, after not playing basketball for a year, I'm pretty happy with it.
0: You know, and I'm 19 years old as well. So again,
1: So, so
0: I guess, like, where would you see him, like, in this situation? It's probably not going to be this year, like, but Golden State in the playoffs. Like, do you see? I see he, him not playing very much. Now, that's, that's the kind of thing. Like, I feel like it's, like, one of those, like, regular season. It's, like, he starts and then, and then in the playoffs, you know, unless it's a team that really, like, calls for that that matchup need of having another big, big body out there, it's, like, I definitely probably don't see him on the court
1: at the end of a lot of. I think. Oh no, and he he hasn't been like closing out games a, a ton for them either. He's he's only playing twenty minutes per game, and um, so yeah, like his per thirty six minute number is still pretty good. He like he obviously gets into foul trouble, so I think that's another reason why he he likely doesn't play uh, the thirty six minutes. But he um, yeah. he... I think once they get to the playoffs, he might play even less than he does now. Um, it might just be a better idea to to go small. But I, I think after the Warriors like started off the season the way they did, they've kind of figured things out. Steph is playing at like his MVP level, basically, and um, they um, are getting better contributions from players like Andrew Wiggins, who's really improved his defense and is came in this season quite a bit stronger and shooting well um, from long range. And then Kelly Oubre didn't continue shooting like 0% from outside of the paint. So um, yeah, yeah. you you were hoping that you would get a little bit more of a contribution from your two wings. Um, Getting Draymond Green back, I, I think just helps in so many ways. And um, like, he, he wasn't a, a cure-all, but they've at least been a lot more competitive. They were um, leading Indiana uh, to the point where we started um, recording. But yeah, they, uh, they look like a playoff team to me. And Wiseman has not been bad. Like, he's you, you could certainly see worse from a, a player. And a
0: rookie, a rookie center, oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Like a, like a rookie. Like he hasn't been good. But he hasn't been like dreadful, like don't ever put this guy on the court level bad. Like, that I think some like draft Twitter on, on the whole was pretty low on James Wiseman. And I, I think he, they, they could be right in the long run, who knows. But he hasn't been as bad as I think people believed he was going to be. But yeah, he, ha- he has not been. Been great either, and uh, he wouldn't be my favorite for rookie year. Well, uh, no, no, totally. Like,
0: I mean, again, I don't think he's going to have it in the minutes play to really compete. Like, I think Lamelo's going to more more times the season goes on, as are as are a lot of those guys. But yeah, I think like hopefully for him, he can you know at least get into the playoffs this year and and see what that is that experience is like. Because I think next year, once they get Clay back in the mix, like they're gonna hopefully make another deep. Push because you kind of wonder like how much is left for that Golden State three core of you know Steph Clay Draymond but you know I think I think bringing in as center is you know it was a, it was a good good move for Golden State but then it's tough because on the, the other hand they do like to play small sometimes mm-hmm. so it's so like it was a interesting but yeah like hopefully he can you know make make some less mistakes and then kind of earn himself into their playoff rotation next year i think that would be like i think that would be a reasonable goal for him to try to obtain but coming in next we got one of the the draft day surprises on the on the pick i mean a lot of people obviously everyone had him in that that lottery zone but we're talking patrick williams bowls got him with the fourth pick you know that was kind of like a last minute buzz of him really like flying up on some on some mocks and some boards yeah but how do you well, feel about what he's, what he's bringing so far to Chicago? Because that's still a kind of a team that's, you know, figuring
1: some things out. Yeah, so he did not start a single game at Florida State, and he started every single game for Chicago so far. And um, I don't think it was as much of a surprise. Like, it, it was somewhat of a surprise that he went four, but the rumor was that he was going to go somewhere from four to seven he was somebody that just kept raising up um throughout the draft process mainly for the fact that he is like i guess he's kind of this tweener forward but he can play either forward position really well and you you could see him defending either forward position really well and i think the thing that um teams were were quite high on with him is he he didn't necessarily like shoot Super well from long range in college, like he shot thirty-two percent at Florida State, but he had good shooting indicators and just like a, a pleasing like uh, shot setup, and he um and good size for the forward position too. So the point where I think ultimately like where I saw him playing, like I I thought he would be a great four. And he's mainly played the small forward for Chicago so far or played next to Otto Porter where they're basically kind of like interchangeable. And I I think they've been pretty competitive, but he's been pretty impressive on both ends and shown some good things. Was always a a really good um, weak side room protector also and showed good instincts on that end of the floor. And then um, yeah, the, the shooting has been, I guess a, even more pleasant surprise than you would think. Like it's not something that looks sustainable. Um, like you you just don't really expect him to shoot 46% from three for the rest of the year. But it's a uh, he's off to a really good start there. And he's just looked really comfortable and really confident um, on some of those like pull up shots and uh, catching and shooting. So yeah, it's uh, a really positive start there. Still not like crazy efficient. Um, it, isn't like uh, putting up big assist numbers. Granted, he's playing with two guards who rarely ever pass the ball in Zach Levine and Kobe White. But um, yeah, he's-,
0: he's getting three and a half rebounds a game too though. Cause he's, he's playing with the two guys that don't like to pass the ball, but don't mind shooting it.
1: No, no. And yeah, like 3.5 rebounds is, I, I think something that you would like to maybe see a, a little bit more. And uh, maybe that's just like physicality at this point or where he's playing on the floor. But, um, yeah, he uh I, I think there there are certainly a lot of positives there and he, he looks like a, a a real keeper for Chicago. Um yeah, I think they just kind of have to figure out what they're going to do as far as like their um big man rotation situation and all that stuff. Larry marketing's been hurt. Um, but yeah, they uh I I think um he hasn't necessarily like Set the world on fire, but he—he's—I think somebody that you see is like a potential big positive for Chicago moving forward, and you see the vision of him being this like really valuable combo forward. Yeah, to go with to
0: go with Zach being Kobe White, kind of like pair that as your core. I think Lowry marketing gives you a good,
1: good stretch four in theory. I don't think you want that as your core. That—that's my I, big. I think that's what they have. <laughs> That's, a, that's what they have. I think you would like to find like a star player for them to kind of go with. And I, I don't think that's Zach Levine. Um, they're not paying Zach Levine like he's a star player either. And you know, so they have that. And Zach is a really good player, but you would like to see Zach play next to somebody who I think is more of an initiator. Like that's why you would love to see like a, a Kate Cunningham there as like a, a big initiator. And yeah, you, you still, I think you would like Kobe and Zach, like we're, we were talking about Kobe, like last week, you would like to see him next to somebody who can be more of an initiator of the offense. And yeah. uh, that's still what they need. And I think Patrick Williams would benefit from that heavily as well.
0: So we'll, we'll see, I mean, uh, obviously trajectory could point to another lottery appearance for the Chicago Bulls. So definitely yeah. not, not something that's out of, out of the question. Even though they, they did give it to the, you know, give it to the Blazers, but it happens to everybody. Coming to coming in next, we're talking Denny of Dia starting for the Wizards. What are your thoughts so far? Because I know I, you know, following him, it's you know, a little all of, I know he had 20 the other night, which was great, but he had one point the night before. So put those together, you know, that's 10-ish points a game, but obviously again, still in that that position younger you know he's 20 20 years old this is his first nba year but i guess what are your thoughts so far with him on the wizards because especially right now bradley beal is scoring like a leading league scoring right now scoring like a madman you'd kind of love for him to at least be rewarded for that with with the playoffs but sometimes you know life doesn't work out that way but what are yeah, what are your thoughts on denny you know getting so far he started the games for the Wizards at the three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what are your thoughts on Because, you know, like again, they have kind of competition in that zone with like Rui Hachimura, they Troy Brown.
1: Yeah. Like I guys. think they've been mainly playing Rui at the four. Um, but yeah, they uh, Denny is playing like a really, uh, compl- like a huge complimentary role, I would say, at this point. And the Wizards have, they had a great win against the Suns the other night, too. Um, but I, I think he's been good in that role. Like another guy who, who's just really good in that role. Um, he is, has an almost four to one, I guess, let's say three and a half to one assisted turnover ratio, um, really low usage at this point. Like, so yeah, he hasn't had like a, a ton of offensive possessions and he is averaging seven points per game He has only had um, two double figure scoring games in his young NBA career in these 11 games. But yeah, I I think you have to be happy with his passing as like, you know, that um, kind of he's not like a primary initiator or anything like that, but somebody who you're happy to have the ball in his hands, making some good passes, getting some people involved. Um, I think he's done a pretty good job on defense as well. And he, he was somebody that you always, really liked his awareness and his uh, aggression on that end of the floor and then gets rebounds considering, um, you know, the, the amount of minutes that he plays. So yeah, I, I think you're, you're pretty happy with Denny so far. And then um, the shooting, that that's the other thing with Denny. Um, he is shooting. He's only taken eight free throws thus far, but he's taken 35 three pointers and he's made 16. So yeah. yeah, that that's, again, not something that you would really think would be sustainable, but it's been an added bonus to having him play big minutes for you. And it, it I think it was something that you were hoping. He didn't shoot exceedingly well uh, from the three point line in Israel and in uh, Euroleague, but he um, but always was somebody who shot pretty well, like off of the catch and you just kind of figured you weren't completely out, out on him as a shooter. Um, the free throw shooting I, I think was also a concern because he was around like a 50, like low 50% free throw shooter also. Which is, which is so yeah, which is hard, you know,
0: again, it's hard to get on the, on the court at the end of the game if you can't be counted on as a consistent
1: free throw shooter. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, he's playing a nice role. I think the Wizards were really happy to have him slip to the ninth pick. Um, they're looking for wings. They're looking for complementary pieces. And Denny could still be a good one. So yeah, I, I think he's, uh, like you're talking about with like consistency in terms of being a scorer. And he's not like the, this crazy initiator prospect that I think some people felt like he was, but most kind of knew that he would just be this, good linking player who would make good decisions hopefully would shoot and yeah, hopefully just a a smart player to have on the court who um, can hold his own on the defensive end as well. So yeah, that's uh, what you're seeing from Denny early on. Yeah. I think, I think with, with
0: Russell Westbrook, it'd probably be like, yeah, being a good, being a reliable catch and shoot player would be pretty key. But again, Washington off to a bit of a struggling start for the year. But I mean, again, still very early. Any anything can happen. Coming out next is we're going to talk Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky, and this is we talked earlier in the show about you know COVID has you know caused some some interesting you know game postponements and things like that. Well, this was Tyrese Maxey is someone that benefited from the small the small rotation that occurred the other day. Philadelphia was left with an eight-man rotation, only seven of which they played. So Tyrese Maxey was definitely a big benefactor of that. Give me one second, it looks like. Had a little bit of a technical mishap occur. Michael's power went out because he was spitting so much hot fire that Portland General Electric had to turn off the lights. But just, you know, recapping, you know, I was just talking about Tyrese Maxey. Someone that, you know, due to these COVID circumstances has had a couple great games. I mean, against Denver the other day, had 44 minutes, 39 points, you know, six assists. The other night against Miami, 16 points, eight assists. So he's someone who's really getting to see the four a lot. But what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, have this episode, you know, with those players that we've talked about. And then next week, we're going to come at you with a part two. So, you know, you're going to get a two part of this little series here of, you know, just again, just pulse checking, checking in on how the rookies are doing and how they're handling. So I appreciate you guys so much for for coming in, sticking it out and checking out the show. If you like us as a team, you could always send us an email at viselandpod. We love getting any feedback. So viselandpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Viseland, subscribe on YouTube, listen to us anywhere. You can find podcasts. If you want to follow me, I'm on all social media at Jay Weisenberg. If you want to follow, Michael is at NBA Draft Mikey V on Twitter. but We appreciate you guys checking out every episode and we can't wait to come back next week with a part two because as promised, we do release every week and even a power outage cannot slow us down. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to check us out and we'll hope to see you next week.